and welcome to the Recruitment Marketing Podcast. My name is Victoria Rush. Here, I'll be talking to marketing leaders in the recruitment industry, discussing their careers in recruitment, passions for marketing, and the challenges and successes they have faced along the way. My aim for this podcast is to share the opinions and insights of a variety of experts from across the recruitment marketing landscape. I'll be discussing their experiences and learns while building recruitment brands around the world. Welcome back to the Recruitment Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Rush, and today I'm joined by Tamara Grigg, Head of Marketing at Video My Job, based in Melbourne, Australia. Tamara has worked in marketing for uh, the last 20 years, uh, so I think we're going to have a bit to talk about today. Look really pleased I said that. Um, so I you feel very me. old. <laughs> <laughs> um, please, can you start by telling everyone a bit about yourself, who you are, your story so far? Uh, sure. So my name's Tamara. Um, I, gosh, going way back, I actually did a degree in photography. So I come from a visual arts background um, and I found my way into marketing, um, actually doing kind of set design and backstage things for a theatre company. And then I ended up working um, in marketing. So I started off in the arts and then moved into student marketing so marketing international education from Australia to international students which was great and which was a really good lesson in community building which I think has become more and more a part of marketing um, as it's progressed and then for the last few years I've been um, with video my job sorry I am a lot uh, <laughs> And we are an HR tech company who basically enable um, recruitment marketing, employer brand recruiters to create video content to connect better with their candidates, employees, um, clients through the power of video, which is pretty much putting your your people in front of the people they want to connect with. Which is amazing. And I going back to you come from outside of the HR industry, which um, I think is fantastic because it gives you a fresh perspective on how the industry approaches marketing and you also know that it works. Uh, you know why it works, how it works, and often you kind of get the opposite of that in, uh, in based on opinion in recruitment. How have you found the difference between other industries and, and HR since you sort of moved into it? I actually think HR is, is quite similar to marketing. It's one of those disciplines or specifically recruiting that people tend to fall into. I think as marketing has become more digital and a bit more disciplined, there is more formal academic training now that's relevant, but it's really hard to keep up. And with recruiting, the majority of recruiters I meet are like salespeople. They, they've fallen into the industry. So things change really fast and they don't necessarily have time to stop and upskill or have formal training in you know the things that are becoming more and more important in a good recruitment strategy which are yeah. basic marketing skills so they're just expected to like know how to know what seo is and how to do that yeah. um and um it's it's a real challenge i think for the industry definitely consultants are you say expected to be copywriters or expected to be plant them in front of a, of a video camera and know what to do uh, and all that kind of stuff and they actually can't um a lot of marketers find that difficult so to expect someone who is head down in sales to then be able to just act on it immediately is actually quite a difficult thing and fortunately for us and and you video uh, video is slow but surely taking off in recruitment it's happening it's happening well it's happening badly too but there are so many hurdles 
to that. What do you think are kind of the biggest hurdles your clients are, are facing and how do you educate them? So there are, there are probably two, you can group it into two buckets. One of the hurdles is actually just getting on camera and remembering that it's it's not about you. I think we all have our, you know, mirror face, the person that we see when we pose in a particular way in front of the mirror. And for many of us, it's shocking when we see ourselves on video and realize that, you know, I've got a double chin, my nose does funny things when I smile. Everyone's got their own things and learning to get over yourself and remember that the person that you're speaking to is seeing you in the same way they'd see you in person and they're not judging your smile or your teeth or your wrinkles or anything that's really hard for for many people so there's one bucket of just being on camera and getting used to getting used to it and the other bucket is learning why would you choose video as a medium or channel for communication over other things learning to be strategic about your content um trusting to tell you know telling stories and creating empathy and using the emotion that's available to you in video and having an objective you know it's it's like any other medium just because it's video it's not magical it's not going to achieve magical things without strategy behind it so planning your videos in the same way that you plan other material emails um, processes that sort of thing you know you've got to start with your why and work backwards and work out how you're going to get there and how you're going to know you got there so those those are the two biggest challenges so we do a lot of education on the being comfortable on camera and we also do a lot of education on um, strategy SEO you know now you've made your great video how you're going to make sure it gets in front of the right people yeah. Um, those are our two main sort of areas yeah and you said earlier that you get a lot of agencies that could say well it doesn't work for me and not just marketing doesn't work for me but your video doesn't work for me and it's not that it doesn't work but it's that the application of what you created hasn't been done right you haven't then gone to execute your strategy because you probably don't have one um yeah and, it, and it's the same as building a website you can't spend uh 70 100 grand on building a website then put crap copy on it because nobody will engage with it and and it's the same goes for you can create a beautiful video but if it's not shared correctly if, it, if it's not explained if there aren't links to your website it, it, it's not going to go anywhere yeah definitely and there's a lot of both people creating great content but then you know their video is unlisted on YouTube or something and they can't work out why it's not being found or there's no SEO in the description, no call to action so someone knows where to go at the end of the video. But also lots of basic things in production. Like we all, you know, we can all produce really good quality videos on our phone. You don't even yeah. need, you can do it with iMovie. But things like audio, just if if your audience is struggling to hear what you're saying, you're making it really hard for someone to engage with with what you're presenting on video. You know, if you've got a window behind you and the light's all wrong, you know, there are so many, like I'm going to call them basic, they are relatively basic things that you can do to make your video watchable and it, you know, often it, when the video is not working, it's a combination of those things which are making videos difficult to engage with and then difficult to find. It's true. And I, I do all of my videos on my phone um, using your app, um, using your, of course, using your uh, selfie stick that I was kindly given. Um, <laughs> and 
I do that all through my phone. It, it's nothing special. It's not a, a, a £10,000 camera that I've gone out and bought. I just make sure that the audio sounds right and that the background, if possible, isn't too bad. Once and once I've done that, then obviously what I say needs to be quite useful. Otherwise, people really won't listen. But first of all, it needs to, it needs to be easily digestible by the person that's going to use it. But even though, what do you guys say, ex- say and explain to agencies to get them to understand why they need video? I think what's happened a lot with the rise of digital, especially with recruiters, is that, you know, recruiters, their main offering is them as a person. So it's your ability to foster a relationship, know your candidate, know your client, and basically you're a matchmaker. And, you know, when you're throwing up thousands of job ads a day that all have the same look and feel, you know, they start with the same introduction it's very hard for a candidate to distinguish between them or to know why they should trust you you know there there is a lot of unless you've had a good experience with a recruiter there's a lot of distrust out there with recruiters so video gives you an opportunity to explain why a candidate should trust their career with you perhaps give some insight into your you know your knowledge of the client or your knowledge of their industry but also just to to be more memorable, you know, differentiate yourself from those Mm. thousands of text wall kind of ads that are out there. And it doesn't even have to be, you know, it starts before the job ad though. Like if you have a a video bio on your LinkedIn or on your businesses about us page that gives candidates um, a bit of background on who you are, what your interests are outside, you know, it doesn't have to be a, it's not a, it's not your Tinder profile, um, but just a little bit of information so that they can choose to, to enter into a relationship or a discussion with you and start to build trust it it's yeah video gives you that relationship building kind of fast forward button basically yeah and it's about that personal connection um like you said recruiters can have a negative connotation um if you've had a bad experience everyone thinks they're cowboys a lot if they're not somebody that you know very well and that's not necessarily fair but video can break down that barrier between emails and photos because you see the person and if you look at someone like Gary V for example he says document don't document don't create or document over creating and it doesn't have to be the perfect video it just has to be the right thing to say and if you start to to talk more like yourself break down that barrier if it's not perfect, you're actually more likely to get more followers, more listeners, because you're being real, you're having something real to say. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean have a camera that's down here facing upwards and recording in the corner of the office at once a week, but, it, but at least have something to say whilst you're out and about. Um, some people do the whole selfie video where kind of talking as they're walking around and I don't know maybe that's self-importance I think you don't necessarily need nobody's really that important that you need to be doing it as you're walking either but again it doesn't have to be perfect you know Um, you don't have to have the best backdrop and the green screen and all that kind of stuff as long as you've got something to say say it people will come to and because how accessible technology is the the barrier to entry has has come down a lot yeah definitely I mean there's there's kind of no excuse for not creating videos now and they don't need to be obviously our tool makes it really easy to make it branded to have a teleprompter if you need to read a script all those things but you know you can just pick up your phone and create a one-to-one message for a potential candidate um, and send it via LinkedIn like you can literally do that within minutes we have to get over the idea of like it needs to be polished and perfect and you know it's just it's not important and people are less likely to trust what you're saying if you're obviously on screen 
script and, you know, edited jump cuts and all those sorts of things, which actually Mm -hmm. create sort of distrust, I think, if you're trying to build a relationship. Yeah, having real conversations. So you're talking to the individual listening to you rather than trying to talk to a mass audience and not almost addressing them as individuals. Make it feel like a conversation. You say, um, you say, ah. You, you get it wrong. You have a lot. To sentence. Exactly. Um, but we seem to think that video must be perfect. Like you don't screw it up in real life. But if we actually talk to a camera as so though we're talking to a friend, yeah. it becomes a lot more personable again. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's, it's hard. Like it's hard. It's hard to get used to. It's a muscle. You've got to, yeah. you've got to work it. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't come naturally to all of us. Uh, no. But we're definitely all capable, capable of it. Like I, if I'm doing a scripted video, I am, it's taken me ages. Like I'm quite wooden. So I've decided scripts just don't work for me. I can't read and look animated. Uh, So I just put bullet points on my teleprompter that remind me to stay on track. (laughs) It's like these are the three (laughs) main things you need to cover. And I'm a chronic reshooter. They actually built like a feature in the app because they noticed there was one user who kept retake, retake, retake. (laughs) And then they traced it back and they're like, oh, Tam, it's you. (laughs) Um, But I'm not the only person who does it. Like I shoot and then I think, oh, no, I've fumbled that word or I've got halfway through and I need to. So, you know, that's okay. You know, it'll take you a while to find your group. And mine is that I reshoot like 20 times and then I pick the best (laughs) one. I've got friends or colleagues who their one take wonders, you know, they shoot and go. Um, so you'll so, get better if you start doing shoot and go as well. Yeah, I know. I just because I'm I'm I can't get over myself. I know that's the yeah. advice I give to everyone, <laughs> but I'm 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 vain. I don't, you know, I see a wrinkle in my neck and I'm like, okay, next time I need to shoot like this, you know. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay to acknowledge that. And I think that helps your audience know that you struggle in the same way that for me, especially because I'm talking to people who are trying to adopt video as a regular yeah. communication tool. So just putting your hand up and saying yeah look it's it's hard for us too you know I hope I make it look easy um but I'm happy to acknowledge that that's not that it's a journey yeah I'm in the same camp as you I started um really really scripted and it works but what works better was what what was more important was what I was saying rather than how scripted it was um so now like I said earlier I started recording my podcast shows not just like this, but actually recording myself as well. So when I do say something useful, I have it. Yeah. I will fumble my words. I will get it wrong. It won't be perfect, but that's also the point. I can't stop myself now, go back and repeat that sentence. I haven't got it written down and it doesn't matter because what yeah. I said was was about the key point and then we moved on. Um, yeah. And that but for me is well. a good way of doing it. Yeah, knowing, like, knowing your topic and trusting yeah. that you are an expert and sort of being able to confidently speak you know as a recruiter you've got so much to offer a candidate you know it doesn't actually need to be scripted you you totally you've got this you know what you're talking about what you need to concentrate on is making eye contact which sounds funny when you can't see the other person but you know being being present and smiling and giving all those like body language cues that make someone trust and believe you and they should because you're speaking the truth but that's what you need to focus on rather than 
a perfect script. Definitely. And it's those small things like stare straight down the lens of the camera, even though you probably can't quite see it on your iPhone. It's that tiny little slightly different colored black circle. You know, it's there. You look straight down it and you talk to the individual because they feel like you're talking to them. And I've said exactly that before. Recruiters talk on the phone every day to one person and will give really useful advice to that one individual and then repeat it again as and when they talk to others. But why not say it? and then share it with the 5,000, 7,000 plus connections at once, knowing that that piece of information is going to be really, really useful. Instead, we keep it and share it individually as though it would Mm. be giving away a secret to share it to a larger group of people at once, which it's not. It's actually just your knowledge that you hoard and store all the time. And it'll make you look like an expert if you start to sort of hand it out a little bit. Yeah, definitely. And there's also so many things you can do as a recruiter you know, like you say, you spend a lot of time on the phone. So there's all these repeated conversations that you have. And it might just be young graduates ringing up to say, I'm nervous, what should I wear to the interview? Or, you know, how do, where do I go when I come to your office? You know, yeah. things that are not, they're not a waste of your time, but it's not the best use of your time to be constantly fielding calls for those things that's the sort of thing that you can pop a video in a you know a candidate interview invitation or things like that again it's building that human connection it's creating something a bit more dynamic than an email with a map and you know detailed instructions on where the lift is in your lobby or whatever yeah like there's there's so candidate rejections is another great one you know there's always going to be your shortlist who you want to give a phone call to and have a one-to-one yeah but often I find we get you know maybe 50% of applicants are just not they haven't got the skills, they don't have the work rights or they're, you know, I don't know, you can usually have find a couple of buckets of generic yeah. kind of reasons why someone hasn't made it through to interview screening stage. And we create videos that are like, it's generic, so it's for 20 people, but it's you explaining the reason and giving them FaceTime with the person who's rejecting them. And it's just, it's, it's more personal than that, like, pro forma kind of response that most candidates get yeah we've had we've had really good response from that but there, there are so many places you know videos aren't just for job descriptions or job ads you know they yeah. you can use throughout the entire kind of candidate life cycle that's really interesting um that really beats an automated email if you haven't heard back from us in 48 hours <laughs> assume you're rejected <laughs> do people really do that <laughs> well, i don't say it's assume you're rejected it's probably you, you have not been successful but it means the same thing um <laughs> send out a video link that's really interesting um I've not heard of that before yeah yeah no it's great um a few of our like quite a few of our clients are doing it as well especially like you do a one-to-one if someone if you haven't managed to get on the phone and someone's been shortlisted and you've had screening but they haven't gone any further for example but yeah for those generic like your working visa means that you you know we can't proceed with this it's just it's just more it's more human but it's also scalable um, yeah yeah and you can embed that link into an email or can you embed the video into an email you can't embed a video in an email. Too many email right. clients reject it. Um, yeah. So there's a couple of options. Like with Video My Dog, maybe you haven't discovered it yet. There's a Chrome extension. So from oh. your um, Chrome window, you can embed a thumbnail with a link to either a unique landing page or to um, to the YouTube video. And there's some studies that are showing that a GIF, because you can embed a GIF in an email, so that a GIF thumbnail will create a greater 
click through than just a static image. So where that's kind of something that we're toying around with in production in dev to see if we can create some sort of automated GIF. Um, yeah. But yeah, with the, the Chrome extension makes it easy to just embed the thumbnail with the link. Oh, that's really interesting. Um, and such a great application because you know, and you said a moment ago, we get stuck at the video job ad part. We don't see the further applications of where else can video be used to just to, to automate and personalize part of the process that we have such a huge drop off of candidates. Um, you have hundreds, people still do have hundreds of unnecessary applications and you do tend to ignore them, which is why agencies get such bad reputation because they don't talk to anybody. Nobody ever gets FaceTime. Nobody ever gets a conversation. Um, 1% do and those are the 1% you probably end up placing. What about yeah. anybody else? Are they really the stats? No, but they're my stats and I really <laughs> like them. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, like it's it's easy to be to to be more human, basically. Um yeah. I had another thought, but it's just gone. It'll come back in a minute. Um when when agencies, when marketers and uh, recruiters are starting to venture into video, what do they tend to get wrong in their first few hurdles? What would you say are the biggest things for people to watch out for? Most of our agency clients come start as customers with video job ads is their primary use case. Yeah. And I think the biggest mistake anyone makes when they're, they're using video for a video for a job ad is to take their position description or their former text job bad and read it out loud that you know that's not a good use case for a video so it's and again that's a skill that needs to be built Katrina Kibben you probably know her she does some really amazing tutorials on that's just I mean she mostly focuses on text but just improving you know a position description is great and when someone's a bit further along their journey of deciding to go for that job they want all of that detail and a list but We've got to start thinking about job ads like any other type of ad. You've got to have a hook. What's in it for the candidate? Why would they think about your job? How is it different to every other engineering job on the market? And then just that call to action to learn more, whether that's to have a conversation with you, to go and read the position description, find out more about the employer. So using the job ad, you know, as a teaser rather than trying to list like all of the qualifications, the mission and values of the company, that's not a great use of video. And the other thing is not using the medium. So video, video is visual. I don't mind if you've just got a white wall behind you, but yeah. you can use B-roll um, footage or get images from your client you can if you've got a good relationship which hopefully you do get them in have a have a conversation you know ask them what the what their favorite thing about working for the company is interview a colleague like all all those things make video more powerful than just reading out a um a jd a list of bullet points that they yeah. didn't apply for in the first place yeah definitely and th but the language um, as well keeping the language in that sort of third person corporate you know you're you're on video talk to the client talk in first person use spoken word language don't read out that kind of like you know business rhetoric sort of words that you'd never say out loud yeah. um how that's come into job advertising anyway is a whole nother problem, problem. <laughs> um but don't don't perpetuate it in yeah. in video you know like think about the words and just imagine that you're speaking to a person directly yeah and it's that 
one-to-one communication actually explaining to somebody as though you'd expect to hear it you don't want to hear corporate speak the more you say that the more you write it down one of my favorite ones like a a complex matrix environment it's like great what what does that actually mean (laughs) in reality you know does it mean I've got four dotted lines to people all over the world what is what is a complex matrix you know reporting environment um yeah a lot there's you know Job ads are riddled with that sort of language. But, yeah, basically just avoiding that kind of listicle bullet point um, and, and focusing on what's what's in it for the candidate, get them intrigued and then move them into a detail-orientated, you know, either it's a job ad or it's a career site yeah. or the next step. Awesome. And what would be your top tips for people who want to get started um, and move into more video? I would say start... I probably wouldn't start with a job ad. I'd start with something like a um, a video bio or introduction for your for your LinkedIn profile. One of the other things we do, we do a lot of webinars and events and I try and send a personal video message to everyone who's registered. That's my way of trying to counteract what is essentially ghosting in webinar registrations. Um, So I think you could could apply that to a similar way for volume kind of recruitment is you can have a generic message, but a thanks for applying. Mm -hmm. This is our process. You know, I will, I'll get back to you in the next seven days or someone from the office will, you know, those little touch points that we've, all become used to like sending generic automated you know zoom does it for me i don't need to do it like just putting a bit of human in there i think really um increases your chances of of having a connection and reducing no shows in any sort of scenario so that's not really a tip (laughs) but looking at like low production very small targeted audiences but just seeing if you can improve your like open rates, um, response rates, attendance rates, things like that yeah. by by adding some video in there before you go out with, you know, a job ad is a bit, if you're a bit of a shy person, that's a pretty full-on place to start. That's going out on, you know, Indeed, on Monster, on Seek, on wherever your job stuff goes. That's you're putting yourself out there to the world. I can understand why that might make some people a bit nervous. So start in that controlled environment where you can... Yeah. Um, finesse your on-screen persona um, in a bit more of a safe place. I love that. Awesome. Thanks very much for joining me today. No problem. Nice to speak to you.